producer on the show yep. who does that and he's very you pointed at me like it was me usually we have ryan <laughs> he reminds me of you because you have short hair yeah gender wise you're similar it's very similar yes <laughs> you guys probably have been to some of the same shows definitely the same and by shows i mean concerts you i never concerts. called them shows till i met you i yeah. called them concerts because yeah, i'm not it. a cool person <laughs> you guys this cool. is rio butcher by the way Second. What? Guess what, you guys? It was Cameron's birthday yesterday. It was! It was my birth. What is that? Birthday punching. <laughs> That's my. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like. You don't that. like it? No, okay, I don't sorry. like birthday. No, I mean, I liked it, but I just didn't know the punching part was. Yeah, birthday arm. Sideways yeah. arming. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> Rhea, you really know the stuff I like. I know the things. Punching and sideways arming. Uh, yeah, it was my birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was your birthday yesterday. Oh, man. What did we do yesterday? Who has any questions? <laughs> Just about what it's like to have a birthday and Get a little bit when you're having one, what it's like. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions about birthdays? And if you have one, mine was yesterday. Um, I can feel them. Oh, what did she we do? Did it. Yeah, I feel like it's your birthday. You should talk. You should be the one that... We went to see... Tegan and Sarah. Someone just Someone knew it. Knew. How did you know? Where Spoiler are you? Alert. Oh, from our Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, we took a video. People look at that, apparently. <laughs> we got spotted when we was there and knew it was a real deluge. It was a real del... Le- le- There's a lot of lesbians that came over. Yeah, a lot of lesbians were like, yeah! No, you're at Tegan. You said that so fast I didn't think. I said at. Yeah, oh. It sounded like you are Tegan and Sarah, no, which no, is no. what we get when we're Lesbians not. Lesbians definitely know we're not Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> I was just so saying. I was, like, I was just saying. That's Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> Only when we get what, when we're not yes, right. at a Tegan and Sarah As soon as we walked show. out, the valet was like, Tegan and Sarah, why are you out here? <laughs> Why'd you valet your car? Like, we're not them at all. We're not them at all. We not one bit. We don't like them at all. Not at all. You mean lesbians. <laughs> You're just like, hello, lesbians. Can I get your car for you? Um, that's what you mean. Tegan Sarah. Yeah. Tegan Sarah. We're, we word. are so different than them in a lot of ways. Right. Number one, <clears throat> we have sex with each other. <laughs> yes, we do that. It's probably the biggest reason we're different it's definitely the biggest reason. it's probably the biggest reason you guys we got a real big reason if you know what i mean <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't. <laughs> do you know what you just did yes i knew 
what I did. Rhea. I did it. it was funny. Rhea. People laughed about Stop it. Stop pretending that we have Steamboat Willie sex. <laughs> We're just two rock'em sock'em robots going at it. What's this one doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to go down this road. I know. I, know I turned the car. But I, I know. Didn't mean to. Rhea. I changed my mind. You turn. That's a Deacon and Sarah song. Anyway, let's get out of here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was really fun to see them. They were great, as yes, usual. Were. Yeah, we love to see them. Uh-huh. Um, and what else happened yesterday? Ooh, we got a bed. Yeah, we got a bed. We got a new bed. You guys, listen. <laughs> we got a king size bed. We are two adult women. We've we never been had sleeping one. on a queen size bed. We have been. for five years with a dog as well. With a dog. He only weighs eight pounds, but like. For real, that's a lot. So like a lot bed. on a bed. If like you it put him a on a bed, he gets space. he's very. You basically are losing a corner. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, does anybody here have a king size bed? Right, clap if you have that. Do you have that? One person. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Wait, you just got one? Yeah. We moved in and we got one. You yeah. In, you oh my got god! One. Congrats. Best call. How's it going? <laughs> Is it amazing? It's so amazing. You don't have to touch, but you can't touch. <laughs> but you don't have to. But you don't have to. It's so nice. I love it. I don't want to ever not have it. Me neither. Um, when did you guys move in? You said you moved in? Uh, last year. Last year? How's, hello. How, happy. Hi. How's your year? How's it going? Uh, yeah? We're, we just got engaged. Yeah! We just got engaged. That's great news. Do you, um, when, how did it happen? Do you want to talk about it? This is my birthday. It happened on your birthday. Yeah. See at what Disneyland? I mean? Birthdays. <laughs> at Disneyland? That's very cool. Where at what Disneyland? Disneyland? In front of the castle. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> in front of the castle. On gay days. On gay days. Ah! That's even better, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 because get those straights out of here! <laughs> this is our mouse today! <laughs> Yeah, when you go to gay days at Disneyland, that's what it says. There's a big banner. It says, this is our mouse today. Yeah. Have you never been? That's one of the guys, right? That is like one of the most... I was unaware. No, that's like one of the primary things. Huh. I'm making that up. That's not a thing. Okay. I've never been to gay days. Can I ask you a question about it? Do the characters... I was just about to ask the same (laughs) question. Do they have two minis? Do they switch it up? Yeah, minis. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> number one, thank God Daisy still makes any amounts of appearances. Everyone forgot about Daisy Duck. Man, but just imagine if that was real. Because you know how Pluto and Goofy together? Finally answering the question of what is Goofy? Gay, goddammit. That's what he is. I don't know though. Honestly, I actually feel kind of weird about that because can Pluto consent? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I walk it back. Um, no, I was thinking about if Daisy and Minnie were together, just like they're two giant high heels <laughs> by the side of a. They're four giant high heels by the side of a bed. Um, and then their gloves. Yeah. By the way, P.S. All the characters are women on the inside. You know what I mean? So it's like super gay anyway. Um, did you know that? Did you guys know I, that? Yes. Did you know that? Did I you guys know that. that? Did you guys know that? That's how. Yeah, it's true. The ones that are covered up, 
that are you know like plush. the plushies. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. The ones that are the ones that are portraying cartoon animals. Uh huh. Those are women. So not like those women only. Those are women only. That is what we think of men. Just so you guys know, <laughs> as a culture. Because, like, really, if anybody's, like, taking the full temperature, it's Disney, right? Like, they, they're oh, telling yeah. us what's up. They know and they're like, yeah, we can't let men That's... run around this park with children in it. <laughs> with their faces covered. That's not me saying that. That is Walt Disney. Walt Disney, yeah. Come up with that rule? Yeah, that's his rule. He said that. The frozen head of Walt Disney. Yeah, the fr- yes, he said that. He was like, you know, he said No that. dudes. Um, out. Walt out. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Oh, I'm 35. I also yeah. see a shirt in the audience that I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it right now, but can okay. we? Tell me, though. Like, I get it. I'm on board. But you are... You Tell me. It's just laundry. Like I, <laughs> That's I the best laundry. answer I could have I love you heard. so much. I got so nervous. <laughs> and it's clean every now and then. Yeah. Like, I just throw shit in a bag. So it's yeah. not an act of aggression. No. I no, no, no. <laughs> There's a gentleman wearing a Bernie Sanders shirt. And number one, cool, yeah, Bernie did a great job expanding the platform. We think Bernie is... Number one, okay, great also job. Also creating possibility for third-party candidates that's to be right. viable in the future. Yep. I think mm-hmm. that's a very powerful yes. thing. Yeah, cool. But Rhea has to bend over the waist. It's been, it's been a hard time on the internet. It's been a hard time on the internet. Mm-hmm. Just generally. Just trying to figure out how to give people what they want uh, when they don't know what they want. Because what they want, they want a female president. Uh... We're so close. It, feel, it does feel like the tide has turned, right? We've been talking about that here. It feels better now. It feels better because it got worse. It got so bad that, we, that finally we were like, this is terrible. And then that felt better when we all agreed it was awful. As a group, when we were like, this is the worst. Everybody's included in this. Everybody, everybody now has something to be scared of. So we can all be scared together. I think one upside, too, that I've been trying to focus on is the fact that, like, now... It's all been said. So everything that every marginalized group of human beings has been saying in this country, we can just be like, see? Yeah, we're we, not lying. We've got the tape. It's been happening? You guys watch this happen. Hey, you guys can come in. Yeah, yeah, come in. I'm just screaming. <laughs> yeah, come in. Come to this place. Now, so I'm screaming. Come in. Hello. Get Hello. in here. Hello. Thanks for coming in. Hi. Come in. I just had to Hello. scream a little. Come on in. Right there. Here's a spot. There's one. There's a seat right there. Great. Wow. This is so many people. Yes. Actually, yes. it yes. turns out. Yes. yes. Great. Nice job. Register to vote. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, what else has been happening? Huh? We got a new bed. It was my birthday. Can I tell you guys a true fact? And it's stressful to talk about this. Do you know how old I am? I'm 35. That is my age. Um, thank you for clapping. <laughs> Everyone was like, ooh. How shocking that she said she was 35. Does she have to leave Los Angeles? <laughs> Just the... Clock yeah, exactly, no, exactly. I'm no, no! I'm not go! <laughs> uh, no, I'm 35. Which is something I'm fine being. Stop doing the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to act like that one time. I just really like claw machines. They're hard to use. Who invented that damn thing? Whoever, they have my heart. 
Um, I'm 35. <laughs> Sorry. I'm 35. That feels shocking. Really? A little. You're not 35 yet. Well, no. Because I'm an older woman. <laughs> By one year. Yes. Dangerous. One year and two months? Is that how that works? Oh, thanks for, thank you. <laughs> thanks. I don't actually care. I yes, one year and two months. Accurate. 14 months. 14 months. I'm a toddler older yeah. than you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 35. 35 feels like, is anybody here, clap if you're, clap if you're no less than clap. 35. I'm almost the oldest person in the room. I saw some solidarity from this section. Great to see you guys still making it out of the house. Fuck yeah, man, so cool. And you can still get your, you know, get your body out of bed and stuff. Yeah, it feels actually great. I feel, well, I feel, we're more stable. Uh-huh. than we've ever been. It's not like I'm not degrading in terms of that aspect of my life. But I will say that like I'm noticing um, normal aging happening in my body. Mm-hmm. And then also I happen to be a stand-up comic. And I feel like it's tough to be a stand-up comic in this town mm-hmm. and age. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like you can't actually get shit done. Slash you shouldn't. Because the thing about being oh, a comic... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you can't get shit done. Because like, the thing about being a comic is you have to be trustworthy. You have to be honest. You have to look like a man of the people who's a woman. <laughs> you, you guys have to believe that I'm like you know one of you, even though I'm you know, just much more successful. And, <laughs> and uh, there's like an uncanny valley that can happen. You know? Yeah, where you start to look like a video game. Well, yeah, where you start to look like, whoa, I'm doing stand-up She comedy. is smooth. It's you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so you just have to kind of let it all happen. But then the everybody... Yeah, you have to age. That's uh-huh. the job of the comic. Yeah, I mean, we did, age. we did go to lunch on your birthday, like right next door, and they were playing Access Hollywood Live. Whatever they, whatever Hollywood show they played. They were the playing morning, and the, This it was, was my 35th birthday. With no captioning. And it was, they were just showing just a slideshow of uh, actresses in like 2006? 2016. 2016. Two dudes, two dudes, and then like 10 women. Yeah. We were both just going. And the point of it was, the point of it wasn't <laughs> they look great. bad. The point of it was, whoa, look at these people who she look the exact hard. same um, as 10 years stressed. ago. And yeah. You I know, want to eat. Which, this. as you guys know, that's a natural process. Yeah, when there's yeah. a ten-year gap Aging between photos thing. and you look the same, that's because something's off. No, that's natural. That's really natural. It's super natural. It just means you juiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably nothing was done. Like oh, if somebody looks the same cigarettes. across a decade, probably just means they stayed inside and like didn't get a lot of sun. <laughs> Sensory deprivation. Yeah, it probably just means they're chilled out. It probably just means they like got the right therapy. You know what I mean? Like some of them needed like cognitive behavioral therapy. Some of them just needed like regular talk therapy. Like that's probably what happened. No, those women had some fucking work done. You know what I mean? Like they had good work done, but it was you know. I don't like it when you make the sound effects. Uh, that's not how, actually. I don't know if you know this. That's not how plastic surgery Somebody works. Come up to you no. and go like. <laughs> <gasps> Refreshing. Hold on, better. 
No, but I think that's the job of the job of the comic is to age. So I just want you guys to know, like, I think I look fucking great, you know. But this is also for you. You know what I mean? Like, I could look better. Like, sure, I could get a trainer. You know what I mean? But I'm not. She doesn't. For you. You know what I mean? Like. Just want you guys to know that. Just staying real. Yeah, like I've never had like even one chemical peel. Like this is just like 35 years of actual life on my face. <laughs> actual I face. roll down the window when we drive. I stick my head out the window just yeah, like, yeah. sure, like get it all. Yeah. You guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> so like that's what I'm doing for you guys so that you feel like kind of, you know, because I don't want you to think like Louis, you know, like Louis the guy who speaks for us. Well, no, women can age too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know when I'm going to just start wearing only black t-shirts, but it might be soon. <laughs> and I just want you to trust me. You know, I want you to feel like, oh, look at that, you know, like that person, look yeah, at that I divorcee. I won't get divorced. But what I'm saying okay. is, look at that, look at that divorcee. Look at that, look at that adult parent really raising her children, you know? I really hope that when I raise my children alone, I get like a lot of props for it. <laughs> or just like, at least if I have partial custody, like won't sure, that be yeah. brave of me? If it I'm just like on talk shows going like, I raise my kids. Like, I just really hope that people are like, oh my God, <laughs> like finally, you know, that'll be really cool. I really hope I can do that someday. I just really hope like as a white person to speak for black people. My point is, I love Louie. Um, I just really love him. I understand. Yeah, you guys, thank you so much. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rio Butcher. Oh, wow! So, Rio, would you like to do the honors? Oh, yeah, this first comic, I'm not sure if it's his first time on the show. It is his first time on the show, because there's an asterisk there. asterisk there, and you guys know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show, right? You go crazy? You ready to go crazy? <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't know! I am unsure of my going craziness. They haven't unified yet as an audience. I, I got them a little bit with that like kind of very sly sort of like deconstruction of what Louis is doing. And some people were like, holy shit. They uh -oh. kind of felt like their minds were blown by that. Other people are still like, um, wait, what was she saying about that? And so, you know, figure it out yourselves by watching Pamela Adlon's new show. Hey, oh, my point Better is, things. are you okay? <laughs> as an audience, we haven't yet, you know, I feel like maybe when it was when I pointed out the Bernie shirt, everybody got stressed out. Maybe it's that I said I was 35 together. and everybody is 21 and they're just like, oh my God, I can no longer relate. <laughs> but hey, you can run for president now, right? Yeah, number one, I can totally I be president. Absolutely be president, not even run, but be, actually be <laughs> and win, obviously. Um, but not only that, I've been 21. Right. That's the thing about being, you know, 35. So if you're anybody here, kind of young, sort of a millennial, sort of, oh my God, how can I relate to this person? Well, you know, I've been you. I got through it. <laughs> just didn't have a phone. <laughs> it was a while ago. No, I mean, I had a phone. It just plugged into a wall. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys get what I'm saying? Well, of course you. Little age jokes, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was at college. Woo! After that, I got a job. You guys remember when after college you could get a job? <laughs> a, a tiny little sliver of time. Ah, uh, I do. I turned them down to do this. I could have had other work. What? <laughs> you went right back in.
How old do you think they are? <laughs> How old do you think I am? I'm also 35. All right. Uh, my name is Doug Friedman, and uh, I really wish that just once in my life somebody would yell that at me while I'm walking down the sidewalk. But more often than not, it is Jack Osborne. <laughs> Carrot Top. Seth Rogen. Jonah Hill. Napoleon Dynamite. Hide from that 70s show. Bob Ross. Recently, just Poodle. Someone was like, hey, what's up, Poodle? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> In his defense, I was urinating on a fire hydrant at the time. Um, but I got one that really takes the cake. I left my apartment and I saw this guy like, just face down on the sidewalk. I looked at him, and he turned and looked at me and was like, what are you looking at, you fraggle rock faggot? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, a genius? <laughs> How'd you know I was gay for fraggle rock? <laughs> it's a crazy insult, combining one of the most hateful words in the English language with the imagination of Jim Henson? <laughs> And he looked at me for one second and was like, Fraggle Rock. Which tells me he watched a ton of that show, probably like loved it. Yet I'm the FRF in this situation. I don't know. I've had a, I've had a weird year. A lot of trials and tribulations started out with a tough breakup in January. And uh, essentially, I was dumped on a Thursday but my friends and I had tickets to go to Knott's Berry Farm on Saturday. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I'm up for this, guys. And they're like, are you fucking crazy? You need this more than anything right now. <laughs> so I went, and uh, it's weird. I don't know if you've ever been on a roller coaster when you're on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> But it sucks, you have to keep your hands and tears inside at all times. <laughs> really kicking myself for not buying the photo they take when you're like free falling. But at the time I was like, 20 bucks? Let's be honest, I could just look at the mirror at home anytime and see this. Do you like crying in your car as a rite of passage for any Angelino? But I don't think you've had the full experience till you've done it in Lyft driver mode. <laughs> Literally the first thing I did after being broken up with was get in my car and get in Lyft driver mode. And the first passenger was like, how's your day going? And I told him what was up and he tipped me 10 bucks. So now I just do that all the time. <laughs> um, might come as a surprise to some of you. This isn't my first time on this stage. 
I've done a little improv. <laughs> um, once Natasha Legero gave me a guest spot on her show here. And super nice of her. Wasn't my best set, like not my worst, but I don't know, like seven out of ten maybe. <laughs> but the next day I got an email and the subject line was, you're set at UCB. <laughs> and I was like, I just got discovered. <laughs> but then I opened it and I realized it was from a guy that I kicked out of a like improv practice group in 2012 <laughs> that just happened to be at the show. And uh, I only kicked him out because like he was a like total piece of shit. <laughs> uh, he kind of rubbed everybody the wrong way. It didn't seem like he wanted to be there. And then he made this joke about these glasses that I had just gotten. And this was his joke. He was like, hey, where'd you get those glasses? Silver Lake? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, let's kick this guy out. <laughs> and uh, he didn't take it well. Like he wrote back like, you two-faced backstabbing piece of shit. <laughs> But he happened to be at that show that night, and here's what he wrote to me. <laughs> Douglas, I saw your set at UCB while I was waiting to see Natasha Legero. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Please stop doing stand-up and improv. <laughs> Your set was like a crazy crackhead in the street yelling gobbledygook at people. It was bad. The only part I liked was when you gave up on talking to girls and on Tinder and started talking to guys because I was like, finally, the truth. Your former improv teammate, Matt. P.S. I got 106 Tinder matches in three days because I'm a real man with a spine. <laughs> So I hit him back. I was like, Matt, what's up, dude? <laughs> Long time no see. I'm glad you were there last night and that you liked part of my set. Feedback is always helpful. Who else did you like on the show? You know, for a while, I felt kind of bad about how things went down between us, and I really do wish I'd handled it differently, but now I'm just stoked to see how you really turned things around. You've come such a long way from the negative, unpleasant, mean-spirited guy you once were. I'm proud of you, buddy. Congrats on all the Tinder matches, too. We should get coffee sometime. No homo. P.S. I'm glad I have your email again so I can invite you to all of my upcoming stand-up and improv shows. <laughs> and he's here tonight! Amen. What if he was? <laughs> um, I end this set on a little bit of a bummer note. My, uh, <laughs> my mom's long-time like, boyfriend, like, basically my stepdad of like 10 years, had a heart attack and died on Thursday. I'm going up to the Bay Area to go to like, see her and go to the memorial service on Thursday. And uh, he always like, came to a lot of my shows that I did up there. And I fucked with him a lot. <laughs> he also wrote me an email once that really confused me. It took me forever to figure out that his like account had been hacked because like the subject line of that email was like, this helped me when I was in trouble. 
And then I opened it, and it was a link to a website that was just selling, like, discount Viagra. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh I see. But I, I still thought it'd be fun to, like, write back to him like it was specifically for me. <laughs> so I wrote him, I was like, dearest Brian, I was devastated to learn of your troubles. <laughs> the idea of you not being able to physically express your love or pleasure, my sweet mommy, is frankly sickening. <laughs> Thank Christ for the good people at Viagra and their tireless efforts in keeping your 70-year-old unit pulsing with life. <laughs> Now go forth and come where I came from. And I think your account got hacked. Rest in peace, Brian. Thanks. Guys, keep it going for Doug. A powerful tribute. Powerful tribute. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, hey guys, stand-up's for real. We're real people living real lives. How do I, how do I transition? <laughs> Years ago, I owned uh, the domain CameronEsposito.com. I'm sure you can understand why, and... <laughs> I was a very young baby comic, and I also didn't know how the internet worked, so I let my ownership of that domain lapse. And I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience, if you know anything about it, but what happens is um, somebody just buys it. Like if a domain that has been used lapses, somebody just buys it. Um, and in my case, uh, that person lived in the Ukraine and what they decided to do was to use CameronEsposito.com to sell uh, protein powder, <laughs> like the kind that bodybuilders use, um, but also keep it as a website for Cameron Esposito. <laughs> so I'll give you an example of what I mean. I let my ownership of CameronEsposito.com lapse. It went away for like a month. Then a month later, at CameronEsposito.com, it said, Cameron Esposito is a comic from Chicago, Illinois. She talks a lot about real life stuff. She's gay. And she wants to bulk up. <laughs> <laughs> she really trusts this particular kind of protein powder. You've seen Cameron uh, at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland. You might know her album, Grab the Magast, which debuted this summer. And boy, was it meaty. <laughs> Almost as if it had recently ingested some protein powder. <laughs> Let me give you the info on that. It went on like that for pages. You could click through to shows and bios. On every single page, there were hyperlinks all over. Use my real bio, real pictures of me. But it just made it seem like I was 
like a comic first, but like also pretty into protein powder. <laughs> now, when that happens, I don't know, the, the internet is also like super vast and hard to, do you guys, have you ever tried to get something to not exist on the internet? <laughs> Because, uh, like, the thing is, now there are, like, revenge porn laws. So, like, if, like, a picture of your dick or, or your whatever, if a picture of your body goes out there that you sent privately to somebody, now there's, like, a law for that. But if your name and stand-up career <laughs> get hijacked for the use of a Ukrainian business that really wants people to get jacked, it's hard to know what government organization to go to for that. <laughs> I had to go to Google. That's what I did. I went to Google and I asked them to ser- to sync the search results for CameronEsposito.com. So so they put that like they whatever they do they put a hex on it. They, what they did was they made a magic potion. I don't understand the internet, but they uh, they said nobody can go there in our Google and um, the real CameronEsposito.com just became my website for like a, a long time, and then eventually I. I bought my original domain back. Not the weirdest thing that's happened to me on the internet, either. Because also, (laughs) my first uh, girlfriend, I was not that great, too. And then after we broke up, bless you, she started dating somebody else. And that person um, had some problems while they were dating and decided that the way to deal with her new relationship with my recent ex was to create a Wikipedia entry about Cameron Esposito, who had been doing stand-up for six months at this point. Um, So she created a Wikipedia entry about me that said, like, Cameron Esposito went to this high school and she goes to open mics. And I don't know if you guys know how Wikipedia works, but it's like internally policed by the Wicca PD. And so users found this entry which had like no information in it. I mean, weirdly, well, it hadn't happened yet. I was not yet like a, like a protein mogul. <laughs> um, so they flagged it for removal by Wikipedia. But there's certain, you, there's designations. So, so they designated it uh, with one specific flag, uh, which is person of no consequence. <laughs> and I will tell you guys, because of the way Wikipedia works, since it's so big and all-encompassing, for like eight years, if you Googled my name, the number one result, it just said in the like top line, Cameron Esposito, person of no consequence. <laughs> then right under that, protein powder sales. <laughs> then the real Cameron Esposito. <laughs> It's amazing that I have triumphed nonetheless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
You guys, we are going to keep the show rolling with a very funny comic. We love her. Let's hear it right now for Allison Stevenson. Give it up for Allison. Uh, yeah, hi, hey. Hi. Whatever, I don't know. I'm like in a bad mood. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. We, we're okay. I'm okay. No, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> I am currently in the process of just, uh, just um, being aggressively ghosted. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, just thank you. You know what that is? I don't have to explain what a ghost is. I mean, not the spirit, but like a, the act of... It's when you, you know, you're texting someone that you've been texting for months and then th- they just stop <laughs> and you get really mad and uh, bo- you literally text them every day for two weeks and they don't respond. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking nuts. Um, I'm like super crazy, but it's like a principle thing. Like for me, it's just ethics. Like I'm over it. I'm over it. Just fucking just say something. Just say how you aggressively ghost someone is you don't give up and I, ah, I just I really feel like at this point it's been going on for so long I'm like what if this is our love story you know like, like what if this is what happens like we just somehow we end up getting married and having children without ever speaking to each other ever again <laughs> Like, I want this to be, like, my You've Got Mail or whatever. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up when, like, someone hurts you so bad that you're like, oh, do I have a fetish now? Is this, like, is this something I'm into? It's, like, kind of turning me on, I'm not going to lie. I love that chutzpah, you know? <laughs> actually I think right now I do kind of feel like my life is kind of like a rom-com not because of that but uh, for the first time in my life you know because I'm trying to get over that guy first time in my life I'm doing something never done this before I'm dating two guys at the same time that's fucking nuts right (laughs) Like, I don't do that. I don't know. You know, I'm looking to get one or whatever. But, like, uh, uh no. I, I gave up on that. Uh, <laughs> two guys at the same time. It's the first time I've ever felt like I was, like, in one of those plots, you know? <laughs> like, one of those classic rom-com plots where there's, like, a, a pro-tag industry term. Uh, <laughs> and she's, like gotta choose right she's got these two guys she's like oh oh i got this one guy he's really sweet and attractive and super into me but uh he does business (laughs) and i got this other guy he's really sweet and attractive and super into me but (laughs) art (laughs) 
that's her battle. That's kind of that's kind of what's going on with me. It's a little bit different. Uh, with me, it's more like, oh, oh, I got this unemployed rollerblader who uh, doesn't want a relationship. <laughs> Down to come over and fuck. <laughs> slash drummer doesn't want a relationship but is down to come over and fuck how do I choose uh, what is the heart want <laughs> turns out I don't have to choose huh how about that I don't have to choose that's right ladies we did it we can have all the degenerate dick inside of us that we want. Yeah! Finally! This is what we fought for! <laughs> um, <laughs> I... I'm sorry, I'm rubbing my belly. I... <laughs> I, you know, I'm actually kind of self-conscious about this shirt because I, I cropped it myself. <laughs> and I think I, I cropped it a little too much. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know, like, like I can't help but expose. Because here's the thing, is like, I'm getting more comfortable showing my belly, you know? Like, I'm getting a little more comfortable with this being exposed the way it is. Um, and it's hard, it's a hard thing to come to terms with, cause like, you know, like, okay, cause like having like a curvy body or whatever, it's in these days, you know, we, we're cool with it now, and I guess technically that's what I am, you know, like if we want to get technical, you go, you know, she's curvy or whatever, uh, but like, I don't know, man, I'm seeing these girls now. And they, you know, they, they're, we look so, you know, they got the thighs, they got the boobs and the butt and, but somehow, for some reason, it's just flat. Like, they just somehow skipped the stomach. Like, that's something you can, you're like, oh, I'll pass on having a stomach. But how do you do that? can't, because in my mind, it was always like a package deal, you know? Like, if you got, you got da 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 you gotta, you just gotta. Why can't this be like the next big thing? Like, why can't we all like, like we're into asses now, right? <laughs> why don't we like give give the fupa some love? Like fucking hashtag this shit. And like, why don't we want to fuck this? What's going on? How do we change the culture <laughs> or whatever? And I think like maybe just me doing this is like doing it a little bit, you know, just like a little, like, yeah, you wait. <laughs> Thanks. You got a lot of it, because I've been mostly, but you, you've been getting. <laughs> you know what's funny, too, though, is my doctor, um, who is real, uh, said that stomach fat is, um, uh, is associated with stress. Like, that's what accumulates the most in the stomach area is stress, fat, or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is more feminine than that? Like, that's all women are is just stressed and worried constantly. 
anyone can rape and kill us at any time. Like that's, that, this should be the sexiest part of our body. All right, I'm done. Thank you guys. Bye. This shit. I think that was my favorite part. Hashtag this shit. Is anyone a fan of baseball here? Three people. I love it. It's almost a baseball team. I'm very excited about the postseason. Gotta say, it's been a lot more stressful than I thought it was gonna be. If you guys know me, you know that I recently defected from my hometown baseball team because the name and the logo is incredibly racist uh so i decided oh yeah i shouldn't be a part of this anymore because <laughs> they have a terrible terrible logo and i also threw out a first pitch for them which i tried very hard to do for a very long time and if you know me you know that i talk about equality in sports the women should get a fair chance you shouldn't be locked out of anything you should get an opportunity for that and i scream on stage about it screaming about getting a first pitch and then I got one and was like, shit. <laughs> now I have to do that. <laughs> and I had confidence in myself. And my wife, Cameron, was in Ohio with me. And we went to throw some pack- practice pitches. And we went across the street from my dad's house. Because there's like a baseball field behind a Baptist temple across the street from my dad's house. Perfect, right? <laughs> Just felt very at home. And my dad had lost his dog two years ago. The same dog that when he lost that dog, he cried on the phone to me and said, he just was the son I never had. (laughs) Which was really sad because I thought I was the son he never had. (laughs) But he used to walk that dog back there and he hadn't been there in two years. And I had just visited him, so that's the field that I went to to practice. We went over there, I was throwing a couple pitches. Felt good, loosen it up. My mechanics were strong getting it in there and then all of a sudden my dad comes driving across the thing he drove across the street that's Ohio for you <laughs> and I was like wow this is like this is a really big moment like my dad is doing something for me outside it like he's he's going over a hurdle for me that's something that's very rare I, my parents were divorced a very long time he would just be like don't care so he came across the street I was like trying to hold it together and it, a part of me was like, maybe this is good enough. Maybe you just call Cleveland and say, you know what? I'm feeling a little sick. I don't think I could throw that first pitch. Maybe you just stop right here. But then I didn't. But I kept practicing. My dad walked up, and I threw, threw a strike. And my dad said, oh, that one looked great. And I was like, what? You've literally never said that in my entire life. <laughs> and it was one of those great, like, dad, son, you never had moments. <laughs> And so I kept throwing, and then somehow I got in my head, because that's always been my problem, is my brain, not my arm. And I threw, like, a really wild pitch, and my dad goes, Oh, there it is. (laughs) And I said, There that is. And then I went to throw that first pitch, and I went on the field, and the liaison who had brought me there to throw that first pitch, as we were getting ready, I heard the song ending, and he was like, It's almost time. And he looked me in the eye, and he said, you know, we're on a seven-game win streak. And he was wrong. It was six at the time. (laughs) Anyway, we're on a seven-game win streak. So if we lose tonight, it's your fault. Have a great throw. (laughs) 
And then I went, Dad? And I threw the ball four feet in front of me, directly into the ground, and the entire stadium laughed at me. And it was the worst laugh I've ever gotten in my entire career as a stand-up comic. (laughs) And Akron is about a 35-minute drive from Cleveland, and I left that... I walked out off of the field and almost walked all the way back to Akron, Ohio. (laughs) The last thing that struck me, because I have been... I have hometown pride, and I'm wearing, like, a Cavs shirt... And it, it's exciting because the city, we never win anything and people were losing their minds when the Cavs won. And now it's just like, it's wild. So I'm feeling very conflicted, but I'm, I am stick. My heart is excited for the city that I am from, but the team has to change their logo and their name. Cause it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. There are like three teams in, in major league sports that have these terrible names and it's 2016 like just change it it's not a big deal they move all the time there's a team in florida called the marlins no one gives a shit like just <laughs> create a new name and i i was talking to a, a fellow I, I was talking to a friend and about sports and i was like yeah i just i can't do it anymore it's just it's bad the pipeline there's like all this stuff i can't it's it's bad they have to change the whole thing they need to change it and he was like well i mean I like I give you a pass because like you're from there, so like you're born into it. And I was like, dude, that's how racism works. <laughs> Straight up. That's like how it keeps going. Like you're born into it. People tell you about it. They give you shirts. You stand and you go, Yeah! And then you're racist. That's how it works until you go, This is wrong. And then you don't do it anymore. Anyway, that's my rant about racism. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> I thought it would be funnier, but it wasn't. I was the son he never had. The S-U-N he never had. Anyways, are you guys ready to keep this show going? We have three amazing comics left. You're going to love them all. This next comic has an amazing show called Those Who Can't on True TV. So check it out and check out Adam Caden Holland, you guys. Hey, guys. How are you? bit more about myself. Huge Washington Redskins fan. Favorite team. Nothing wrong with them. It's like lock up your women and children. Redskins are coming. I'm from Denver. I hate the Redskins. I'm riffing, y'all. I'm riffing. High on cupcake from the green room. Traveled all day. I'm exhausted. I was like, you know what? I need four inches of green icing an hour ago. That'll perfect my set. And I think you'll probably see so far it has. I'm having a hell of a year, though. We all are. Because the Slurpee turned 50, you guys. We fucking did it. Slurpee's 50, USA. I don't know if you guys celebrated on the appropriate Slurpee birthday like I did. 7-Eleven was running an amazing promotion for the entire weekend of the Slurpee's 50th. You could go into any participating 7-Eleven and plunk down $1.50, bring in the container of your choice, and fill it up with Slurpee. And America fucking responded. People were bringing in fucking Ziploc trash bags, kiddie pools, deep rock jugs of water. We went nuts. Here's what I did. I day drank. I got hammered. I walked in that 7-Eleven about 1 a.m., very confidently strode up to the register, I said, one pack of Magnum condoms, please, sir. He slid across the register at me. I just unwrapped the cellophane, walked right over to that Slurpee machine. 
just filled up 12 magnum condom balloons full of Slurpee, just one after another. Tied them all up, scooped them up in my arms. It's like, see you at the centennial dipshits. Here's an interesting fact. Do you know the average human being every single day has up to 19 small but significant seizures? Isn't that nuts? And even though that's not true at all, <laughs> just saying it out loud on stage night after night helps me feel better about what I think might be a pretty serious problem that I have. <laughs> I'm a big bird watcher. Bird watching is my hobby. Don't believe me? Just ask this little motherfucker if I'm a bird watcher. He'll just say chick-a-dee-dee-dee. I'm like level six bird watching. I'm learning new shit. I learned there's a term, this is not a joke at all, that refers to the general impression of a bird, and it's jizz. J-I-Z-Z, jizz. Jizz is the general impression you get from a bird. Uh, it's sight, it's sound, it's color, the way it flies, the way it sits on a tree. The general impression of a bird is referred to as its jizz. Which I think is so ironic because that giant jar of jizz I've been keeping in my closet, I've always referred to as the general impression of a bird. That was the first and last time you'll ever hear that joke. So I'm glad it's on a fucking podcast. <laughs> Glove compartment's kind of an antiquated term, don't you think? Glove compartment? Do you know anyone who keeps gloves inside their glove compartment? Like this is Mr. Toad's fucking wild ride. You're gonna strap on a scarf and goggles and a jaunty cap and just drive. Wind the engine, boy. I think I can make the next town today. Glove compartment harkens back to a more genteel era when, when wheels were very hot and you needed gloves. That's antiquated nomenclature. We need to update it. It's not a glove compartment. Let's call it what it is. That's a beef jerky locker. That's a cubby for used Matchbox 20 CDs. That's the part of a car a black person can get shot merely for touching. Oh, my mistake. Not a thing? Racial profiling, not a thing? You're right. I shouldn't talk about it. I didn't like it when he said the real thing. <laughs> My least favorite part was when he said the real thing. I've been thinking a lot about corn dogs lately. Yeah. Not the impulse to, to bread and deep fry a hot dog, because I get that. That's fucking instinctual. Talk about the evolution of the corn dog itself as a phenomena. Because something tells me they didn't nail it on the first take. I'm thinking somewhere back in the day, like 50 years ago, deep in Florida, there was some line cook at a DQ who wasn't content with his station in life. Name of Clint. Clint was always going on and on. I was just like, someday, someday I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking invent something. And all his friends were like, fuck you, Clint. You ain't shit. Your daddy wasn't shit. Your granddaddy wasn't shit. You gonna die in the back of that DQ. <laughs> He's like, I'll show him. So one day they locked up and they're like, you good to lock up, Clint? He's like, y'all go on ahead. I'm gonna hang back. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, yeah, y'all go on ahead. He started fucking around in that kitchen. He breaded a hot dog. He dropped in that deep fryer and then he just watched it sink all the way to the bottom. It's 
Clint hadn't thought it through. Forgot to put a stick in there. <laughs> he was just like, well, fuck me. How am I going to get that son of a bitch out of there? And he thought about it for a good two, three hours. Before he was like, well, the only way out, same way we came in. Rolled his sleeve up, went in after it. Ah, like burned his skin all off his fucking arm. And he was pissed. So he went out drinking. But Clint was always a loose lip kind of guy. After a few drinks, started talking to everybody at the bar about what he concocted back at the lab. And I was just sitting there at the bottom of that fryer like an elusive treat. And all his bar buddies were like, shit, we can get it out of there. Come on, let's break in now and do it. And he's like, okay. So they went, all of them, Clint and like 19 friends, every single one of them named Jesse. And they all lined up one after another trying to get that hot dog out of there like some sort of white trash sword in the stone. <laughs> but no Arthur walked amongst them that day, my friends. No Arthur walked amongst them. Clint was pissed. A couple weeks later, got a phone call from his cousin, Keith. Keith was always the brains of the family. He went to welding school for about six months before he dropped out. <laughs> Keith's like, I heard what you're making in that DQ. Clint's like, you heard about that? He's like, fuck yeah, I heard about that. Here's what you gotta do. Before you bread it, before you fry it, you gotta put a stick inside that hot dog. Clint's like, you can't do that, and the hot dog will taste like a stick. <laughs> and he's like, nah, that shit'll work. So he tried it, and it did work. And my, how it worked. <laughs> And the corn dog was born and it spread from, from state fair to state fair to state fair. To above ground pool, to above ground pool, to above ground pool. To motocross event, to motocross event, to motocross event. And Clint and Keith and all the Jessies, they held that corn dog up like a symbolic middle finger to anybody who ever dared question them again. To anyone who was ever like, you can't feed your kids exclusively Mountain Dew Code Red, they'll get sick. They were like, oh yeah, why don't you sit and spin on this, motherfucker? <laughs> to anyone who was ever like, you have to require background checks for gun purchases, bad things will surely happen. They're like, oh yeah, the number one is you sitting and spinning on this. <laughs> like, come on, how the fuck do you not believe that global warming isn't happening anymore? The seasons are out of control. I think you know what to fucking do with this. <laughs> And that, my friends, is the story of how Donald Trump rose to power in the United States of America right there. It's a cautionary tale. And I appreciate you hearing it. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the show. Give it over Adam one more time. Oh, man, you guys. So, so much knowledge dropped tonight about so many things. And boy, do I not want to keep you from even another moment of learning. Uh, actually, I've never even... You know what? This is my first time seeing this next comic. So isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? <laughs> this person right here is very locked in. And I, I like what the rest of you are doing with your kind of laid-back attitude, but I feel like this is really what I'm looking for. <laughs> So I said, I said, I've never even seen this next comic. Isn't that exciting? And then you said, yeah. No, this is a very cool other person. Very cool other kind of participation. Yes. Sort of a, yeah, like a, yes. I like that a lot. 
feel like I just got called down on the Price is Right sort of an energy. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. That's, that's great. Please do that. And so the rest of you again should be ashamed because there's even another way to be, which still is better than this very relaxed sort of an arms crossy energy I'm getting from a lot of you motherfuckers. Really not pulling your weight, sort of just, oh, oh, the last will come to me. They won't! You have to do something, for God's sake! What is wrong with you? Just so, just... You're, you're obsessed with virtual reality and you can't live in the now. <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> Do you see how anything could happen any moment? People could come and go. And we can make different noises and it's very exciting to participate in our reality. <laughs> You're just expecting to be... You just, what do you expect from me? What do you, what do you think this is? This isn't Westworld, okay? <laughs> just hissing, even at the mention of a show. And so I don't understand you at all. Because my references are modern. We're only three episodes in. That is a new reference. Someone just said, ha, 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 as if to mock me. Surely that's not real laughter. Is it? Is that your laugh? What an amazing laugh you have. Never change. And perhaps occasionally around the holidays, think of becoming a mall Santa. I feel like that could be reappropriated in any way you want. Okay, you guys. Well, it's time to get fucking serious. You're either laughing or you're not. You know what I mean? You're either in or you're out. This is real life, guys. And yellow, as I would say to you. Did I emphasize the wrong thing? Well, I don't want to... You know what I'm saying. If I could keep you thinking about anything as we bring on this next comic. In 1998, I saw Celine Dion in concert. <laughs> Don't say what. Don't say what, because I'm about to tell you. You don't even need to ask the question. You just need to know that in 1998, I saw Celine Dion in concert. I love Celine. I was wearing a backwards paper boy cap that said Celine with a heart. I saw her at the United Center in Chicago where the Bulls play. Because she doesn't play small venues. Titanic had just come out. She was at the height, the apex of her career. And I went to see this show and she did not play My Heart Will Go On. And the show ended. Gasps from the audience. Very locked in over here. And the show ended and I thought to myself, well, fuck. Here I have worn this hat. And I am very dedicated as a member of this audience, sort of standing up and screaming amidst all these seniors. And yet she did not play her hit. And then at that moment, while she was backstage, and I thought the show was over, 
the very stage opened up, parted in two. And I suppose you would know that what emerged from it, the front of a ship! There's gonna be an encore, baby! (laughs) It was one of the greatest moments in my life. I screamed to them, She's gonna play it! (laughs) That's the kind of moment you're having right now! Gentlemen, please welcome to the stage his first time with me even seeing him, which, as you know, is an honor. Ismail Lupi, give it up for him, guys. Come on! Was she, was she stalling because she didn't know how to pronounce my name? Maybe, possibly? Is that? No? Okay, that's great. That's funny. Hey, how are you? Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm a cutie patootie. Start with that. I'm a sweet young man with a kind face. I know. Like, I'm ethnic, but I'm not ethnic enough to disappoint anybody's parents. You know, like... Which sucks, because ever since I was little, I always wanted to be, like, a dirty man. I always wanted to be, like, a dirty... Give me two tits on the rocks! Like a man, you know? Like a... Like a horrible, filthy, part of the problem man. That's what I always wanted to be, but I'm not. I'm just a sweet little guy. There's nothing I could do about it, dude. Like, I, I grew a mustache for a little while. And I just looked like a child molester. But not like a guy who molests kids. I look like a child who molests. Okay, like, like a little boy. Hey, give me a dick! Like a little boy that wants to grab your balls. Like, I have candy, but it's for me. It's just my... Just my candy that I brought with me. It's me. I love America. Does anybody love America? Oh my god. (laughs) One sad whistle for America. Appropriate, actually. Pretty. I love America. I never knew I did love America until recently. I went to Europe and I uh, started killing people. No, I went to Europe and. uh, I went to Europe and I defended America against a bunch of German assholes who were attacking my beautiful country that I love so much. <laughs> I didn't know I felt that way until I was put in that position. These two, these two like German dudes, Gerardo and Tim, they were like shitting on America. They were like, oh, America, you don't have... I can't do accents, but uh, they, were, uh, they, were, they were German. They were like, oui, oui, you know, Germans. Um, but really, they were like, America, you don't have free education, you don't have free health care, you don't have a free system to take care of your homeless or your veterans. I was like, you know what we do have? Uh, Jews. <laughs> We got a bunch of Jews in our country, you dumb sons of bitches. We love them to death. And that made them mad. They were like, to the Lord, you know, Germans. Uh, uh, (laughs) That really made them mad. They hate it when you bring that up. They're embarrassed about all that. Uh, They're like, man, that's not fair. Fuck you. We hate that. We're not about that anymore. We don't do it. We made it illegal to name your kid Adolf in Germany. It is a crime to name your kid Adolf. What does that solve? <laughs> and also, you're making it illegal to name your kid a name? Like, what are you, a bunch of name Nazis now? Like, goddamn, you can't even help yourself. Goddamn, Germany. God. You, you can name your kid Osama in America. He'll die, but you can do that. You get the name, little, 
and get him, give him a name that'll get him murdered by people that don't like that. It's one of our freedoms. I'm from Florida. That's where I grew up. That was a weird... Okay. Florida's not great, uh, despite the woos. That's not what I'm going to talk about. It was a weird time for me. I lived there for 21 years. It was a weird time for me. Like, uh, this is true. I got married when I was 17. Something about me. I know it's weird because I look like I'm still being conceived. 100% true. 100% true. I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. I liked a girl. She liked me. I'd never had that before. And at the time, I was a very devout Muslim. And if you are a Muslim, which you're not, but if you were, you know there's no premarital sex, right? So I had to sit this girl down and tell her, hey, you know that no premarital sex rule? There's a loophole. <laughs> Where we get married. And she was just so relieved I didn't say butt stuff that she was like, okay, so we got married. And um, that was weird. Anybody else go to prom and then fuck their wife? <laughs> I did that. I've done that before, and it was pretty fun. It's a fun time for six months, uh, and then she cheated on me. That's true. Which, given the Muslim track record for dealing with adultery, pretty ballsy of her. Uh, she really <laughs> took a risk. She's fine. She made it. Everyone's happy now. People wonder about that. I tell it. It comes up all the time. 23 years old. I've got an ex-wife. People, people wonder about it. They go, is that true? And I go, yeah. They go, is that legal for minors to even get married? And yes, it is legal for minors to get married in Florida. Uh, <laughs> in Florida, there's a law called the Romeo and Juliet law that makes it legal for minors to get married. Can we all just appreciate for a second that it's called the Romeo and Juliet law? Because that means that Florida lawmakers have read some Shakespeare. Not enough to know how that one fucking ends though. <laughs> Nah, not down in Tallahassee. Down in the Sunshine State, we believe in two things. True love and spark notes. We, uh, we love and we skim down in the Sunshine State. We skim. Yeah, that's fun. Shift gears, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm biracial. It's like about myself. For, uh, anybody else biracial here? Uh, uh. Wait. Did somebody say okay? Like you're a... Are you? Moving on. Uh, so, <laughs> the election. All right, no. I'm biracial. Are you? I'm, I like it. Okay, pure bloods. I get it. That's fine. I at least know white people were like, well, I'm biracial. My dad's German and my mom's French. Fuck off. That's not what I'm talking about. That doesn't count. Well, I'm, I'm bisexual. I like women and Asian chicks. Shut the fuck up. That's not the same thing. It's weird. It's a weird identity if you're biracial because I have two identities. I'm half white and I'm half Arab, which means that I don't really get either. I don't speak Arabic, so I'm not really an Arab, but I'm not like a white person. It's weird because like my mom tries to claim me white all the time. She's always like, you're white. Come on. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, yeah, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, you are. I'm like, white's a color. I'm not the color white. She's like, what's your favorite Hall & Oates song? I'm like, well. She's like, see? I'm like, oh, it's like okay, good point. God damn it, good point. So I gotta live with that. Biracial, I'm, uh, I'm a Muslim still. I still am a Muslim, and that's not very fun right now. I don't know if you've noticed anything before, but... Uh, <laughs> stressful. I can't watch TV. I can't watch the news. It's always the, most, just the worst shit, the way they talk about Muslims. It's some of the most demeaning, subliminally bigoted shit that they ever pass off as being objective. It's horrible. Like Just the buzzwords alone, they're like, hey, 
Where are all the moderate Muslims? You always hear that. They're always like, hey, show me one moderate Muslim denounced terror. I want to see one. <laughs> it's like, fuck off, right? Like, like, who came up with that term moderate Muslim? What an objectifying label to give two billion people. It's like, well, you got your moderate Muslims, your mild Muslims, your sweet and sour Muslims, that's your uh, lemon pepper, your teriyaki. And also, we do denounce terror all the time, but nobody puts a camera on that. Nobody wants to see people be moderate. That's fucking boring. You want to see people jump up and down and be crazy. It's the whole point of the fucking news system. It makes me so fucking mad. <laughs> I just want to blow some shit up. You know, I just want to fucking kill everybody. It's so angry. Ah! God! Anybody else have that instinct in their blood? I don't know what it is. Probably nothing. Uh, anyway, guys, I've been Ismail. Give me over camera. Yeah! Hey! That was great. You guys, we have one final comic on the show. Are you ready for that final comic? Woo! More than anything you've ever wanted? I feel like, I don't know, you guys were like, woo! I feel like I want more out of that. I dressed up like a SoCal tattoo artist for this. I just realized that in the green room. I looked in the mirror and was like, oh shit. I'm about to put a rose on somebody. Probably on an ankle. Maybe a dolphin. I feel like dolphins should make a, make a comeback in the tattoo realm. Like, you don't see that many dolphin tattoos anymore. They're just getting caught in nets. I'm talking about a, a tattoo of a dolphin caught in a net somewhere, not tattooed to someone. Are you guys picturing just a floating tattoo of a dolphin caught in a tattooed net? Not on a body, just, just existing. Well, I put the energy back in the room and I really love it. <laughs> All right, you guys, we have one final comic. She is a friend of the show. We love it when she stops by. Please give a warm welcome to JC Coakley. <laughs> We don't have a lot of time. Speed round. Killer clowns. Love it. <laughs> love what's happening. Give me more. Give me something to live for. People dressing up as clowns and chasing other people. Sign me up. Do it on a Tuesday. Do it on a Wednesday. Do it on a Thursday. Do it on a Saturday. You get it. <laughs> Keep going. Dress up as other people's ex-girlfriends. Then put clown makeup on. Like, go further. <laughs> It's gonna bring suburbia back to the roots, do it. Second thing. <laughs> this is how stand-up works now, I just list things off. Third thing, button, tag. I couldn't remember any fucking words. The second thing is I'm a godmother to a human being. <laughs> I'm a godmother to a human being. And at first when they asked me to be a godmother, these are my best friends. Okay, my best friends, they brought me over for dinner. We sat down, it was very quiet. They held my hand. And they, I thought we were gonna have threesome, to be completely honest with you. I honestly thought, I, part of me still feels like it'll happen. And they were like, do you wanna be the godmother of our kid? And I was like, this is such a pivotal moment. And like, I, you know, I grew up feeling the same way as you. I don't want kids. And then I realized, like, I just want my mom to hug me. 
That was it. That's all I wanted. And now I want kids so I can hug. And I know that's like a weird moment, but not like you're, I don't want like somebody else's kid. <laughs> I just want to hold something. <laughs> and I love the idea of being a godmother because a godmother is such a great position because when your best friends die, you get a baby. Sick! <laughs> Sick! When my best friends die, I get an 18-year-old angry teenager. Sick! <laughs> and what if my, what if he grows up and he's fucking, what if he's attractive? We're not related. <laughs> I went to college in Florida. I've checked their law too. <laughs> Being a godmother's cool. I mean, now that it's like turning into an actual child baby, like it's talking words and it knows my name and stuff, and now I care about things more. I care about like other people and I care about babies and I care about pedestrians. <laughs> pedestrians. Ugh. It's like fly already. <laughs> Dear Facebook memories. I'm good. I'm fucking good. I don't need to be reminded of when I took a couple of photographs with a bunch of clowns prior to the situation today. But how fly would that be? Actually, I did like insane clown posse growing up. Hashtag Pittsburgh. You're not into it? I don't need to be reminded of the things that I did and the, the hair extensions that I wore that fell out in many a men bed. Many a men bed. I wore hair extensions. Now I just look like a tiny boy. What a sweet tiny boy. What, did his dad die and give him the jacket? Does daddy die in a well or wherever daddies die? I'm good, man. I don't need to remember that kind of stuff. I'm a new person. I meditate now. What? I can control things with my mind. Have a good Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Have a good Tuesday. I started meditating and now I can like think positively. It's a whole new ball game. Because you're taught in life to like shit on yourself and shit on everything. And, and, and when you start to meditate, you're kind of like, no, I can do anything. I can do anything. And you can. You can do anything you want if you just put your mind to it. That little engine that could. I couldn't remember his name. Is it Timothy? <laughs> Timothy the engine? <laughs> Yo, Timmy the engine! Get on out here! That was a mean drunk dad. That was my impression of a mean dad. I like space and I like uh, talking about space. I like asking questions about space. I've ruined not one but three dinner parties talking about space. <laughs> I find space to be fascinating. I'll even switch it up and call it galaxies because it creeps people out. They don't want to talk about space. Not for them. Well, for me, because I grew up Catholic. I did not know there was space. <laughs> Sister Gertrude told me that God lived in the clouds and he was white good class. That's what she would say. I don't even know. I, I have to get back to my school and be like, let me see those books. Let me see those books from 1986. I want to know whether or not you told me that the solar system was it. Because now that I'm 33 and I just found out that fucking Martian is possible, I have not been okay. 
<laughs> I had to go back and watch all the movies again. Star Wars. And the whole time I was like, what a creative mind this director has. <laughs> he must be doing all kinds of drugs to think about all these weird shapes. He never draws God in, though. It's pretty crazy. What if one day a Star Wars episode we run into God? Sick! And he's like, are you my godmother? And I'm like, you're cute as fuck. I'll end on this. I, uh, I went to New York City. I moved to New York City. Uh, within five months, came back to California. Not for me. Uh, not for me. No takers. Uh, this, New York, no way. <laughs> yep, been there I, four weeks. I'm good. I was there for, for five months for a job. I would go back and forth, and it was fine. I would go back and forth, but everyone in New York, they look sad. They look sad and constantly late. They're constantly late and sad. I can't live like that. I need us to be here. We're just like, we're only sad, like, at the Galleria. You know what I mean? <laughs> Any Galleria, you pick one. I was in New York City whenever... Something pivotal happened in my life. My, my whole life this year turned upside down. And the meditation, all that, was just a result. But I, I went through grief this year. Has anyone ever been through grief before? Anybody's ever been through grief? You're so incredibly lucky. It will happen. Um, and I don't mean that as a joke, but it's going to happen. And it was one of the craziest things. My sister, 33 years old. I'm 32. <laughs> 33 years old. Died. Overdose on heroin. I can still, to this day, it happened in January. I don't know how the fuck... I'm still standing. Wow, I just got emotional. But this year has been one of those crazy, crazy years where you're just like, I have a choice to do something with my life and be good, and I, or I have a choice to fall into a pit and be a piece of shit. And when I brought her ashes home for the first time, I'll never forget forgetting that they were in the room when I started to masturbate. <laughs> J.C. Coakley, have a good night. J.C. Coakley, you guys better hear it. Guys, let's hear for J.C. one more time. J.C. Welcome home, J.C. Welcome home. Yeah, man, fuck off, New York, right? I want to live somewhere I'm not. I want to live, you know what? I want to live here. I want to live here. I live here. That's great. You guys have been amazing. All the comics were amazing tonight. I have one final treat, which is leftover cupcakes. <laughs> there are six. There are it's not enough. Six it's not them. for all of you. It's not you enough. I didn't bring enough cupcakes for the audience. I have to choose Perhaps who deserves the cupcakes. Just maybe so a what I need to know is, you're not afraid. Can you do gluten? To get are you currently juicing? Are you okay with sugar? Is that happening for you right now? If you're okay with that, just let me know. Raise your little paw. They're very good. Would anyone like cupcake? I got six. I got. Okay. Wow. There's so many. That's a lot of hands in the air. You guys better be ready to pinch pieces. I wish she was throwing them. <laughs> Her birthday's Thursday. Her birthday's Thursday. No, no, no. You're far! You're so far! <laughs> You're 
Are you going that way? You get one, and you can split. There's toilet paper on this one. (laughs) This one just got out of the bathroom. (laughs) I know you think that's gross, but, like, a cupcake poop poops just more cupcakes. So, like, it's not actually, it's just little pieces of cupcake that just, but look, it stuck, it went to a public bathroom. (laughs) It's funny! Or it's a superhero. All right, we did it. One more time for Cameron Esposito. You guys can stand up. And I'm sorry if you didn't get a cupcake. Come back. But life is very unfair, and next week we'll have zero cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Ria Butcher. One more time for everybody you saw tonight. Have a great rest of your week. Next week. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.